This episode is brought to you by TBS. It's October, and that means the MLB postseason is back on TBS. You can watch the biggest and brightest in the American League take the field and battle it out for a spot in the World Series. There will be crazy hits and clutch performances, jaw-dropping action from the Division Series on October 11th, and, of course, you have to watch the crowning of the next American League champion. Catch the best of the MLB postseason all month long on TBS. Sports most respected fighters step back into the octagon this weekend to compete for the welterweight title. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the UFC, is giving you a shot at huge cash prizes. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering new players a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the week. That's promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. I'm Ian Cameron. Uh, It is Thursday, February the 11th. Uh, and we are really looking forward uh, to this Thursday NHL card taking place tonight. We've got 10 games. Uh, I've made a slew of bets. This is a very high volume type of card for me. Uh, and that's often the case when we're dealing with these uh, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday slates. But I found a lot to like on this NHL card. And we're looking forward to breaking it down. Uh, I'm Alex B. Smith, my colleague, is alongside Jimmy Murphy, hoping he'll be able to join us uh, momentarily. Remember, he's got. Uh, Boston Bruin beat writing, reporting duties on a daily basis, but we're hoping he's able to drop by and stop in during this show uh, later on. Uh, Alex, let's get right to it because we've got 10 games to break down. It is a loaded card. Start at the top of the rotation with the Edmonton Oilers taking on the Montreal Canadiens. We've got Montreal minus 155 home favorites here. Uh, The total six and a half across the board. Uh, The Montreal Canadiens last night falling uh, for the second time this season. Uh, to the Toronto Maple Leafs in that much-anticipated battle of the top two teams in the North Division. Uh, The Leafs did what they did against Vancouver, and they followed it up with a sequel, an encore, if you will, you know, in the third period last night of that game, where it's a pretty even game. You could even say that there was times in the game Montreal was carrying the play, but all it takes is a couple defensive breakdowns and miscues, and all of a sudden, you're looking at a game that can get away from you when you play the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's exactly what we saw uh, in the game last night, uh, 1-1 turns into 3-1 in the blink of an eye. A Justin Hall point shot, followed by an Ilya Mikheyev rebound, and all of a sudden it's 3-1 Toronto, uh, and they end up getting the 4-2 victory in that game last night. There's no doubt this is a scheduling advantage for Edmonton because they're the rested team coming in here to Montreal after playing in Ottawa. Obviously, very light travel when you're talking about going from Ottawa to Montreal. And on the flip side, you've got the Canadians who played last night against the Leafs having to play second night of back-to-backs here with this game sandwiched in between a rematch with the Leafs in Toronto on Saturday. So it is a little bit of a tricky spot here for Montreal, but 
I think they can still find a way to put all that aside and win this hockey game. I know Edmonton's played better hockey of late, but they feasted on, you know, the Ottawa Senators, uh, beating them up like a drum, like pretty much every team in this division has so far this season. Um, it was very uh, uh, encouraging for Edmonton to see on a night like the other night when they beat Ottawa that, you know, they didn't get much from Connor McDavid or Leon Dreisaitl in that game, and yet they still found a way to win. That's a good sign for them moving forward, but I think Montreal can win this hockey game here tonight. Jake Allen will be in net after Carey Price got the start last night. He's been excellent. You can argue actually he's been even better than Price this season early on. And it's not that Price has been horrible. Price has been solid. I think Allen's been really, really good. And you could argue he's been actually the better of the two netminders early this season for Montreal. His record's good. His goals against and save percentage are just off the charts early on. Um, Montreal, the price has gotten up there. I actually took a money line price on Montreal around minus 145 overnight. Uh, that line has climbed uh, over over the last few hours. It's up to minus 155 now with Montreal in this game. So I'm going to recommend for this for the purposes of this show and this podcast here, Montreal uh, in regulation. Uh, you're going to be able to get a better price. Knock that down to around minus 115, minus 120. That's what I would look at here, the Habs to get it done uh, in regulation. Alex, what's your take here with the Oilers and Habs? Yeah, I'm right there with you with Montreal regulation. You can get it minus $1.05, uh, one shop I'm seeing right now. You look at Mike Smith, you know, he played well in his first start. Uh, you know, we were worried about, you know, the rust factor with him, but he, he did all right. He hasn't done well against Montreal in his career. He's 5-4-4 four, and four with a 2.41 goals against. Uh, so he's made saves, but ended up losing uh, more often than not against the Habs. And this is the Montreal team. I think they're going to come out a little, little ticked off after, uh, you know, losing to their rivals in Toronto. Uh, I know the rest factor for Edmonton's kind of an advantage, but I think Montreal is just a better team overall. Uh, and it'd be a good, you know, good feel in, in that locker room for them to get over last night quickly uh, against the Oilers team that we know how top heavy they are. I wouldn't be shocked to see Drysaddle and McDavid get on the board, but I think Montreal has enough of a complete game, especially like I said, the way Jake Allen has played right now in net uh, to win this one. So, uh, I'll make it official Habs minus a dollar five. All right. Habs in regulation for Alex as well. Yeah. I mean, I look at this too, as you know, Toronto's defense has really come a long way. They've now all of a sudden got some players on that blue line. That'll knock you on your can, you know, Bogosian, Muzzin, guys like that, that'll, that with some physical, uh, element to their game. It's helped them. They're defending as well as they have in years. Uh, that's still not this Edmonton blue line. So I think there should be room to maneuver. There should be more time and more space for those Montreal forwards tonight against the Oilers. I'm still not sold on what I'm seeing uh, defensively from the Oilers. And I'm definitely going to need to see more from their goaltending. Uh, you got to give the Leafs definitely uh, in terms of who's got the better goaltending. Uh, this will be weaker goaltending that Montreal is going to face tonight. Jimmy, what do you think here? Oilers, Canadians. What do you guys think of the DraftKings uh, sportsbook I'm sitting in here, huh? They look at nice. There we go. They're partners with us now indirectly. Yeah, yeah. So why not? Um, guys, what I think is uh the opposite of you, actually. I, I don't like what I saw from the Canadians last night. Um, I haven't seen them get buckled down like that or suffocated, so to speak, the way Toronto was able to do that. And like you said, the Leafs are playing uh much better defense. Um, but you know, I look at what Edmonton did and I know it was the Ottawa senators. I get that, but I look at, you know, what they did the other night, they, they kind of tighten it up there. They know they have to do that. And that's the only way they're going to succeed. They can't just rely on McDavid and dries it to light it up every single night, uh, which, you know, they can do nine out of 10 nights, but it, it's just not going to happen. So, um, I'm liking the Oilers in regulation here, guys, uh, a little 
little lull here I'm sensing for the Montreal Canadiens. I like the Oilers and regulation, and I'm also going to make another official play on this. Give me the under six and a half. All right, there we go. We've got under six and a half and Edmonton and regular. That's a great price, by the way, yeah, on Edmonton and regulation. Yeah, uh, no question about that. Uh, we'll have to wait and see how this goes. Edmonton has done well in Montreal. I will say that. They've done pretty well historically, recently, uh, against this uh, Montreal Canadiens team. So it's a, it's they definitely have a puncher's chance. There's no question. Darnell Nurse, by the way, has really – you talk about guys, all of a sudden we're seeing a lot of these teams getting some offense from the blue line. I mean, J uh, Jimmy talked about on yesterday's show, Jeff Petrie for the Canadians and what he's done. Uh, Darnell Nurse has been that guy. Uh, Hamilton guy, by the way, uh, Darnell Nurse. Mm -hmm. uh, always uh, happy to see him when he plays well. Um, and definitely, he's ch uh, he's definitely increased his goal scoring. Five goals for him in 15 games for the uh, Oilers from the blue line. So that's been very good to see. Uh, so I like that split opinion here uh, on this game, the Oilers uh, and the Habs. The Habs dropped this game. I'd get a little concerned for them uh, going in. As they got Toronto again on deck, and Toronto's just, you're right, they've uh, frustrated the Habs this year. So this is an important game for Montreal. Uh, Pittsburgh and New York Islanders. We've got the uh, Penguins. Uh, pretty actually, it's pretty much even money on both sides here. We're looking minus one ten both sides, five and a half the total uh, in this game. The Islanders definitely uh, starting to pick up their game. There's no question. Uh, they beat Pittsburgh. They shut out the New York Rangers uh, after that. Nice two nothing win uh, for the uh, Rangers against, or sorry for the Islanders rather against the Rangers. Finding that defensive game again, which is what they want to play. It's how Barry Trotz wants this team to play. And we have certainly seen this team pick it up. You know, at the off at the defensive end of the ice, going into this game, uh, Islanders beat the Penguins four three uh, last weekend. The way I see this game, though, is I think for Pittsburgh, you know, obviously we had the huge front office uh, announcement this week. Brian Burke in as hockey operations president. Uh, Ron Hextall, the new GM. Uh, apparently, Brian Burke said on to everyone that would listen that he's going to talk to Sidney Crosby. He's going to get a lay of the land here, see what's happening, and this is now where we're going to find out if Pittsburgh's going to be able to not only be a playoff team, but be a cup contender. It's these games starting tonight with the Islanders. They got to start putting wins on the board. They got to start putting points on the board. Simple as that. They need their offense to get going. They need their power play to get going. There's too much talent and skill on this team for this power play to stink and be pathetic as it has been this season. That's all there is to it. There's too much talent. Evgeny Malkin needs to wake up. He's, I don't know what's going on with him. Can't find him with a telescope on the ice in a lot of games this year uh, for this Pittsburgh Penguins team. Um, it's time for him to uh, figure it out. Um, Sidney Crosby. How about the fact that what, I, I heard that he's got one even strength goal this year. Are you kidding me? Sidney Crosby, he hasn't looked right this year. However, I think a couple days off, playing an Islanders team that beat him already once, Something tells me, and this is more of a gut feel, because there's really nothing that would indicate in current form that you'd want to take Pittsburgh tonight, you know, at this price. But I'm going to take Pittsburgh tonight uh, at this price, minus 110. I don't mind Casey DeSmith being the goalie tonight. There's not really that much of a difference, Tristan Jari and uh, Casey DeSmith. We'll get Alex's thoughts on that, because he's definitely someone that uh, has those goalie ratings, those goalie charts, and really has a good feel for if there's a significant drop-off uh, between uh, the start, the number one and the number two goalie, but Casey DeSmith's capable. You can't tell me Tristan Jari is hands down better than DeSmith with what I've seen out of Jari this season. So I don't mind him being in net tonight for the Penguins. I think it's one of those games where, hey, Burke and Hextall are watching you now. It's time to, you know, put find your game, put a good effort out there against a team that already beat you earlier uh, this week. 
Uh, I think you get Pittsburgh again. It doesn't mean they're going to win this game against an Islanders team that's checking very well, playing tight defense again against a Pittsburgh team that their offense has been a massive disappointment, especially of late. But I know I'm pretty confident we're going to get Pittsburgh's best tonight or as good an effort as we could hope for from Pittsburgh. And I'm just going to hope it's good enough for a victory uh, here tonight. So I'm going to grab the Penguins here, minus 110 uh, against the New York Islanders. Uh, Alex, what do you think of this one? Penguins, Islanders. It's going to be a fun game. And there's two plays that I really like here. I'm going to go with the first period over one and a half at minus $1.10. I'm absolutely stunned that this price is, is as low as it is. I thought this should open around $1.30, $1.40, considering these two teams are trending upward uh, to the first period over. You know, Pittsburgh, 8-3 uh, and three so far this season. Islanders, 7-4 and four to the first period over this season. Uh, and we, so we saw those cash in the two previous meetings. I also like the regulation draw here at plus 315. Five of the last nine meetings have gone to overtime. Last game was a back-and-forth battle where Islanders ended up scoring late. It was just a, a one-goal decision, four to three. Uh, these two teams play each other really tight. Like you said, for Pittsburgh, this is uh, kind of a showcase, you know, stretch for them, you know, with the new uh, management in the front office. Uh, you know, guys know that they don't they don't get things rolling. They could be out of town uh, at some point. So I think that's going to put some pep in their step and, and, and liven their game up a bit. But they're still playing a team in, in the Islanders that are all about defense, uh, you know, and slowing things down. I think we see a frantic pace early that would help us cash that first period over. But things will probably settle in a little bit. And like I said, we'd be shocked to see this one going to overtime once again. So first period over and the regulation draw. All right. First period over one and a half and the draw at a plus 325 price there uh, on that. So really good uh, uh, price tag. Just missed on the Leafs Habs because Leafs uh, Habs got to 3-2, but then the Leafs put it away with the empty net. I took a shot with the draw on the Leafs Habs game last night. Just fell short. But for some of these prices, if you think it's going to be a close game, good chance to be a one goal game, not the worst thing to look at. Uh, the draw option still banged up on the blue line. The Penguins, no question. Uh, Matheson, uh, uh, game time decision. Dumoulin, Pedersen, uh, Ricola still out. Malkin, uh, questionable. Jared McCann out. So there's injuries for Pittsburgh, no question. But still, they had every opportunity to beat the Islanders when they played over the weekend. And I still think this team's going to have, again, it, will they win tonight? We don't know. If they win tonight, will this result in a you know nice little run and a streak and, and an uptick for the Penguins? I don't know. But I think tonight in this spot, with the new regime coming on board, I think you're going to get the best of the Penguins tonight. And one quick that. thing, one quick thing too, you mentioned about the, my goalie charts. Uh, this is the second closest grouping I have of goaltenders in the entire league. Number one uh, is the Golden Knights between Flurry and Lehner, and number two, it's only a five cent difference between Casey Smith and Tristan Jari. I have, I have. Jari listed as the number one starter because he's gotten the most starts, but I honestly think that Casey Smith is the better of the two options. Yeah, definitely. Home ice advantage this year, I thought for sure, decreased with no fans. Uh, but the home teams have still done fairly well. Home underdogs, particularly the first three, four weeks of the season, were crushing it. Uh, we're doing an outstanding job. And uh, teams that you just bet on home underdogs, they were cashing, I know, as of just a week or so ago, 70% clip home underdogs. So, yeah, the home ice hasn't been quite the disadvantage as maybe I thought coming into the season without any fans in the building. Jimmy, what do you think? Penguins, Islanders. What I think, guys, is that we saw the other night, and man, they made me eat my call. Uh, you know, I, I picked the over in that that game the other night with the Rangers and Islanders, and we saw the Islanders really buckle down and return to form uh, to the team that had so much success that carried them all the way to the Eastern Conference Final last year. Um, so I'm liking the under in this. That's going to be my official play there, guys. But if I was going to lean on the side, I would lean with the Islanders uh, in this game. I got a little feeling the Islanders are going to turn things around here, going a little run. 
I don't like that patchwork defense that you mentioned there with Pittsburgh Penguins. And interesting you say that about the home teams, Ian, um, just for our listeners out there, something to keep in mind. Brad Marchand talked about this the other day. I think it was either yesterday or the day before. Yeah, it was yesterday after the game day skate was just saying, you know, he kind of felt like there wasn't going to be a difference between home games and away games because there's no fans, you know, and it just really wouldn't matter. But he said what the biggest difference has been for him and some of his teammates being on the road is that they are stuck in those hotel rooms for 10 to 12 hours at a time. They've got nothing to do. They can only play so many video games. They can only watch so much Netflix. All of a sudden, their mind starts racing. They start thinking about all the bad things they're doing on the ice and start sweating their game a little more than maybe they, they're used to. Uh, it's affecting him, he thinks, mentally on the ice. And he wasn't making excuses because, I mean, the Bruins are pretty good on the road. I, I think they've only lost one. Um, but he's just saying, no, that's that's the thing. It's a mental thing right now. It's not so much that there's no fans. It's that the COVID protocols are making us go stir crazy and it's affecting us on the ice. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's obviously a unique situation. And I love Netflix and video games as much as anyone. I wouldn't want to do it for 20 hours a day or 12, 16 hours yeah. a day. No, I need a little mental break. I need a little, you know, I need to stretch. I need to go out, get, you know, get some fresh air, do stuff like that. And it's more and more challenging to do that. And you're they can't see their teammates. Yeah, you're not seeing your teammates in the hotel either. You're now, everything yeah. is done virtually, all your team meetings. Your, your, you know, your interaction with your teammates, unless you're at the rink, is virtually. All right. Here's a, I, who whoever thought I'd be as excited for the Battle of the Sunshine State as I am tonight for the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Florida Panthers. <laughs> We're off to a shocking 7-3 and three start. Uh, Tampa Bay minus 160 to minus 165 road favorites, total 5.5, uh, shaded to the over in this one. So this one really is interesting because you've got the Florida Panthers who are 7-3, and three, Alexander Barkov and Jonathan Huberto have been excellent. There's no denying that whatsoever. They've been phenomenal, carrying the way for the Panthers offensively this year. The former Tampa Bay Lightning, who won a cup with them last year, now with Florida. Carter Verhage in a top-line role for this Panthers uh, team has gotten off to a great start as well. I believe nine points in ten games for him, playing on a top line. So uh, clearly Joel Quenville, Coach Q said, you know, he's got the capability to be a top-line guy, and he's – Lived up to that billing so far. He's uh, clearly benefiting from playing with good players around him, but he's produced very well. That The offense has been there for the Panthers. They're uh, top half of the league offensively. What's shocking is that the Panthers are top half of the league defensively so far this season. And you wouldn't have imagined that coming into this season. We didn't know what we were going to get from Sergei Bobrovsky, an older goalie. He's been around the block, coming off probably his worst season of his career last year, no question about it. He was awful. He's been at least a little bit better. Like his goals against and save percentage, I'd still like to see that get, uh, improve and get better. But they're winning with him. Chris Dreger, the backup's been solid for the Panthers. And they're giving up 2.8 goals per game this season. So they've been really, really good defensively. Much improved than any Florida team we've seen in the last few years. But I'm going to do the old eh, pump the brakes for a second here on Florida coming into this game. Because I did a little digging. You got can't just look at on the surface numbers. You got to scratch beneath that surface sometimes, and you you'll be it, it'll amaze you what sometimes you'll find. So far, Florida's opponents: Detroit four times, Nashville, Columbus, and Chicago. Those four teams twentieth or worse in the NHL in goals per game. So while we're going on and on about how Florida's picked it up defensively. As of this season so far, 
They haven't played anybody good offensively. And even Chicago, to me, has just not been that offensive team we thought they would be. So they've played a bunch of teams that have struggled most of the season to put the puck in the net. Um, and now they're playing Tampa Bay, who just happens to be, you know, where Tampa is. They're at or near the top of the league in goals per game. They always are. We know how good their power play is. This is where the litmus test happens for the Florida Panthers. Show us what kind of defense you have. Are you ready to take on this Tampa Bay team the way they're flying right now, the way they have been able to score? They've scored four goals or more Tampa uh, in five of their last six games. The Tampa Bay Lightning have also scored four goals or more in six of the last seven head-to-head meetings against the Florida Panthers. So I'm going to keep this bet simple. Nothing on the side from a money line standpoint. Nothing on the full game total either. Tampa Bay team total for me, over three and a half. Plus 115, it is a really good price, like a plus price on Tampa's team total over. This is a step up in class of depth of offense, depth of scoring, depth of talent for Tampa Bay that compared to anything Florida has faced so far. Give them credit, good defensive numbers so far, but all against weaker offenses, weaker scoring teams. They're facing a real scoring team tonight. Give me the Lightning over three and a half team total plus one fifteen. Alex, what are your your thoughts here? The Lightning Panthers. Yeah, like this is a, this is a a bit of a battle. It's a rivalry. These two teams don't really care for each other uh, too much, except obviously being in in state rivals. But uh, Tampa Bay has absolutely dominated Florida over the years. Uh, they've won ten of the last twelve meetings, and if you look at some of the the, the scores, uh, they put up six goals, five goals, seven goals that game when they won eight to five. The offense has always been there. Uh, for Tampa Bay. So I'm right there with you with that team total, getting especially at a plus price, uh, three and a half over plus 115. But I also like the Bolts here in regulation, uh, minus $1.10. They're just on a hot roll right now. And I get Florida's playing better hockey, uh, but Bobrovsky's numbers against Tampa have not been good. 6-8-1 with a 3.54 goals against and an 8.85 save percentage. So he has struggled historically against this team. Uh, I think the way that everything's rolling with Tampa right now, they'll find a way to get the win. They're going to get at least three, four, or five goals in this one tonight. So uh, Bolts team total over and in regulation. They're amazing, Tampa. They really are. That You could take a Nikita Kucherov, who's not going to play at all this regular season, off the team, and you just the offense is just still clicking, just like you know, like they haven't lost, skipped a beat or anything. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Tampa Bay, Florida. Well, guys, I mean, everything you just said, it's, it's Tampa's just something else. They're a wagon right now, and uh, really that's got to be scary for the rest of the NHL, seeing the way they're playing without Kucherov, like you said. Stamkos has been unreal. I think he would be a, a solid uh, little side. They'd do a little prop on him to score. He's, he's playing great. I mean, he, he should be like, if you're going to, I know we're early right now, but if we're going to talk hard trophy consideration, I think Steven Stamkos has got to be in there at this point. Um, and, and as far as this game goes, I'm going to stay away from the side. I, I mean, if I was going to lean on it, I would go Tampa for sure. Maybe even uh, the puck line. Um, but I'm with you guys. I like I like the uh, – I'm going to go the over in this game, uh, total in the over, and then also the Tampa team total over as well. And, look, I'm cheering for the Florida Panthers to win this game as a hockey fan. But, uh, you know, as the, the hockey gambler, I just can't go against Tampa Bay right now and – It's just, you know, until they prove me otherwise, the Florida Panthers are the Tampa Bay Lightning's bitch. That's it. You know, Lightning (laughs) are their daddy. That's fair that out. The series history. Cue the Pedro Martinez. Uh, They're my daddy. (laughs) That's what the Panthers should be saying right now. So unless they can take two out of three against the uh, Lightning in this three-game set that they got going on, which is huge, um, I I think things are going to kind of circle back down to earth for the Florida Panthers, and they're going to start to really be the team that they probably are. 
Yeah, that's and that's exactly why I just like the team. To- so Jimmy liking the team total over for the Lightning mm-hmm. as well as the full game over five and a half. That's why I'm just sticking with the team total because I do believe Florida is going to come out and play this game like a Stanley Cup game because they know Tampa's the cream of the crop. They know they've been owned by them. They feel they can measure up with them the way they've started. So I think Florida will play RB in the game, but I'm pretty confident Tampa can get to their usual four goals. Again, they have uh, for uh, five of their last six games, and the Panthers have feasted on some sluggish offensive teams. Uh, so that's exactly why I think uh, the team total was the best route in this game. Ottawa, Winnipeg, we've got Winnipeg minus 200 home favorites here. The total six uh, across the board, this senator's team, they just, it's, it's gotta be maddening. If you're Pierre Dorian, the GM, if you're DJ Smith, the head coach. So early in the season, uh, you couldn't stop a nosebleed defensively and your goaltending for Matt Murray was pretty bad. Um, and uh, at that time, you were scoring goals, but the defense was just so bad, you were losing and getting blown out. Now, the last few games, you know, the defense has played better. Matt Murray's found a nice little groove in net, and now you can't put the puck in the net all of a sudden if you're the Ottawa Senators. Four goals in the last three games combined for this Ottawa team. Uh, frustrating games against Edmonton where they, you know, they played well enough to be competitive and be in the game, maybe even have a shot to steal one, but still couldn't get the job done, losing the two games back-to-back to the Edmonton Oilers. They also, uh, after a split with uh, Montreal, they stunned Montreal in the first meeting, and then Montreal got him back in the second meeting. But they've definitely played more competitive, competent hockey. There's no question, uh, this Ottawa team. Problem is, I think they're walking into a little bit of a tough situation here. I think Winnipeg, again, when you're handicapping Ottawa games this year, will the opponent overlook them? I don't think Winnipeg does tonight. They're back home. They're off a loss to Calgary, 3-2 the other night. It's the home debut of Pierre-Luc Dubois. This will be his first home game with the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, I'd expect a pretty good effort here from this Winnipeg team tonight. They've uh, dominated Ottawa, five straight wins in the series history. They dominated Ottawa three games earlier this season. They won three consecutive games against the Senators, outscored them 14-7. to um, I don't know what changes here, and I think Winnipeg will. Ottawa will have Winnipeg's attention because you got the Jets off a loss. you got Dubois making his first game at home. So I'm going to go with Winnipeg here, but obviously I'm not going in the money line. We're going to get this price down to a more manageable number. I'm going to go with Winnipeg in regulation here, which you can get around minus 140 right now uh, in this game. Jets to get it done uh, in 60 minutes. Alex, what's your thoughts? Sends Jets. Yeah, just a lean here with the first period over. The price is a little bit high. You get minus a dollar forty-five, almost uh, touching one fifty at a couple of shops, uh, and it makes sense because uh, Ottawa eleven and three to the first period over the season. Like I said, it's not because of them scoring goals; it's because of getting scored on uh, for the most part. Uh, like I said, Winnipeg. You know, these two teams played you know tough in three games already this season. Uh, like I said, I, I, off of a loss as well. I think Winnipeg would be the only side to look at. But even uh, laying 140 in regulation is a bit high, too. It's better spots on the board, in my opinion. So I'm going to pass this game. All right, Jimmy, what's your thoughts here, Ottawa-Winnipeg? Yeah, my thoughts are, I think you've made a great point about Ottawa right now. They are playing a lot better hockey. They're not coming up with the wins, though, and, you know, and that's what matters most. But they are, you know, slowly, uh, continually improving there and, and finding a little confidence in their game. And I, I think the biggest thing has been Matt Murray is playing better there. And that's why I'm going to actually go with the under in this game, guys. Um, With the way Murray's playing right now, and then we know Hellebeck is always solid between the pipes. uh, I I could see this kind of being one of those grindy games. Maybe it ends up pushing at six. I'm seeing uh, six is the best I'm seeing out there, but I got a feeling it's going to stay under that. So give me the under in this game. 
All right, Jimmy liking the under six here with the Jets and the Senators. On we go, Detroit and Nashville. Nashville minus 170 to minus 175 home favorites here. Total five and a half shaded to the under. And this is going to be my our first ever or groundbreaking moment here on the Ice Guys show here on the Hockey Podcast Network. We're going to have our first vocal poll of on the Ice Guys. Is anybody here interested in laying minus 175 with Nashville right now? Yay or nay? For me, it is nay. It is a very loud, very enthusiastic <laughs> nay. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go nay as well for sure. <laughs> I mean, wow. And I get they're playing the Detroit Red Wings. I understand it's a three-win team. It is a bottom feeder, rebuilding. But Nashville, you look at this team and just where they were two, three years ago. Hell, they're in a cup final against Pittsburgh just a few years ago with Peter Laviolette, and that team was so good that year. And look at how far they've fallen now. It's everything. They have no depth of scoring, no depth that Philip Forsberg and who else can you count on besides him night in and night out? This defense is an absolute shit show outside of Roman Yossi. I mean, the rest of this blue line is just absolutely, I can't trust any of them. They don't clear the zone very easily. They get hemmed in. They're slow afoot. They take bad penalties. I mean, it's just been one thing after another for them. And the goaltending, forget it. Rene, Soros, doesn't matter. You're not getting any sort of consistency from this Predators team right now. And I haven't even gotten yet to the special teams or the moron head coach, John Hines. You know, <laughs> what's there to like right now uh, about this uh, Nashville team right now? Nothing at all. The penalty kill, the power play's bad, 22nd. The penalty kill is dead last, 31st in the NHL penalty kill. And they. Uh, they have given up like double digits in power play goals this year. It is shocking. It is absolutely embar- It's not just shocking. It's embarrassing how bad Nashville's penalty kill. It's like a free goal. You know, just decline killing the two-minute penalty at this point if you're Nashville. You're not going to kill it. You're going to give up that power play goal. Just say, you know what? If we're going to take the penalty, why have the guy sit, sit his rear end in the penalty box? You know, just give him the goal because you know you're going to allow one on the penalty kill. Just do it. Just get it over with. Then you can move on with the hockey game. Uh, and you don't have to worry about a player wasting his time picking his nose in the penalty box for the next two minutes, you know, when you know you're going to give up that goal. Uh, but nevertheless, this Nashville team is a train wreck right now. They have no business, none, zero, in my mind, being trusted as a minus 175 home favorite in this game. Now, this is not a cinch to back Detroit either. This team is very poor in their own right. Uh, however, there's been a little bit of a turn here for Detroit. They beat Florida in the first meeting of the back-to-back against them. And in the second meeting, I thought they held their own. It was 2-1 Florida, and they had to hang on for dear life. The Red Wings really pressed the matter in the third period. I thought they outplayed and carried the play in the third period against the Panthers the other night. They outshot the Panthers. They had the expected goals margin. They had uh, one more high-danger scoring chance than Florida in that game. You're seeing signs from Detroit. They're competing. They're working hard. The work ethic's there. The work ethic being there might be enough here to get them a big road win. And you talk about things that are uncanny. You know, you would think that Detroit maybe has struggled against Nashville. That couldn't be further from the truth. Mm-hmm. Ten and two in the last 12 meetings against Nashville for Detroit. Six straight victories in Music City for the Detroit Red Wings against Nashville. Once in a while, you got to go big dog hunting. And on this card, this is the big dog I'm going hunting with. Detroit plus 150 I think they can get the win here. Alex, what do you think? Detroit, Nashville. 
I'll take it one step further. I'm going to go with Detroit and regulation plus 230. Oh, uh, it's, oh. it's, it's incredible. When you look at the numbers, like I said, 10 and 2 the last 12 uh, for Detroit, but they were gigantic underdogs in a lot of these uh, a lot of these wins. Uh, so it's like I said, it, there's been times where you know we talk about better Nashville teams and some weaker or just as weak Detroit teams, uh, and the Red Wings still finding ways to win. Like you said, this is the the best stretch of hockey Detroit's played right now these last three games. Even that 3-1 loss to Tampa where they bounced back after getting crushed uh, in the first meeting of that matchup, they played much better. So they've got some momentum. Uh, I mean, if you're the worst team in the NHL, winning a game and playing hard and two others is momentum. Uh, and like I said, Nashville just seems to be free-falling right now. We kind of predicted this for quite some time, that Nashville would take a turn going downward. And that's exactly where they are right now. So I think this is a, a prime spot. So Red Wings in regulation plus 230. All right, plus 230. What a price there on uh, Detroit and regulation. As Alex said, going one step further. Jimmy, Red Wings, Predators. That's what I'm thinking, boys. Well, for our podcast listeners, he's holding up a Red Wings jersey right now. So <laughs> there you go. There's his take on the game. No, I'm with you, Alex. I'm going with you on that regulation one. Why the hell not? That's great value. They're playing better in Nashville, like you said, Ian. I mean, they're just a mess. They really are, and they, they don't seem to have a direction as far as not just what's going on right now, in ter- just in general as a franchise right now, I'd be scared if I was a National Predators fan. They seem like a, you know, a rudderless ship out there, uh, both on the ice and off the ice right now. So interesting to see how that progresses there. But yeah, give me the Red Wings here. And look, credit to Alex too. And this is why he's one of the best is, you know, he's not betting with his heart there. I know he's not a fan of my second favorite team there the Detroit Red Wings. He's got his Blackhawks jersey on there, but he's going to tell you what he thinks is going to win you money, not what his heart wants, what they're, you know, what will win you money out there. And that's how you're supposed to do it. That's a hundred, that's a hundred percent how you're supposed to do it. Exactly. You leave the fan allegiances aside and you bet it and you look at the game objectively as a handicapper and as a better. And we, we definitely strive to do that here with uh, the ice guys show uh, here on the Hockey Podcast Network. Thanks to everyone for watching and tuning in. Uh, let's keep it rolling now. We've got Columbus and Chicago. Chicago minus 120 home favorites. Total five and a half here across the board. Current form-wise, uh, you know, Chicago's got it right now. They're definitely playing very good hockey. And they've done it completely differently this year. Chicago, the last two years. Uh, and for those of you that have been longtime veteran Viewers and listeners of our show, we were feasting. We were eating. We were just profiting and cashing money coming out of our – we were shitting money out of our backsides, betting Chicago over the total the last two years, this Blackhawks team, uh, just betting them over the total first period, betting them over the total full game. Well, guess what? The tide's turned. This team is now still a capable offensive team, but they've done it more with a defensive-minded approach with finally some goaltending that's been pretty solid. And from unlikely sources, you, nobody would have thought Malcolm Subban and Kevin Lankinen would be pretty good in net for this team, and but they have been so far. So give the Blackhawks a little bit of credit here. It's been a nice run. They swept a Dallas team over the weekend. A Dallas team, though, in a lot of turmoil. They had the Hudobin situation hanging over their heads, not playing well. Uh, they've also got you know still some guys out of the lineup, including, of course, Sagan, who hasn't played yet this year. Tyler Sagan hasn't played yet this year for the Stars. So give Chicago credit, though. They, that was a, two nice wins for them. I'm not sold on it keeping it up here tonight, though, uh, against the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets uh, in this one. Obviously, everybody made a huge deal of the Patrick Lyonet benching, uh, which apparently was him mouthing off at the assistant coach. It had nothing to do with his uh, performance on the ice. 
Uh, you said something that was not really, you just got there, Patrick Lyon, you know, you know, shut up. All right, please. I mean, just this assistant coach, you just got to the team and all of a sudden you're, you know, going back and forth and John Adam and talking smack. Come on, settle down, know your role, know that you just got there. Try to insulate yourself with your teammates and your coaches. You don't try to start a, a, a tire yep. fire the first couple days there. So yeah, Tortorella says it's behind them. Lion says it's behind them. We'll see if it is tonight. It's not my favorite bet. It's a small bet for me, but you know what my thoughts have been on Columbus since they got Lion A. I thought they'd be a little bit of a bet on squad, be a little bit more of an over team. And even though Chicago's been on some unders, I'm going to go against that grain, against that flow tonight with Columbus minus one, or actually it's about plus 100 right now, even money, as well as over five and a half here uh, at minus 105. Jackets and over. And if they lose tonight, Columbus, which is obviously possible, Chicago's playing well, I'll probably come back with a bigger bet on Columbus. Uh, in the next game against them because Columbus has been good in these back-to-back situations. They've avoided losing two in a row to the same team. They've been very good at that. Uh, so keep uh, keep an eye out for that if it, if they lose this game tonight. Uh, Alex, what's your thoughts here? Jackets, Blackhawks. Yeah, like I said, it's, it's interesting, you know, for Lion A to, you know, he finally got his wish of getting out of Winnipeg and now he gets to Columbus and, you know, now he's already, you know, causing some trouble with the coaching and so forth. And, you know, you just kind of wonder, is this going to be an ongoing thing with him and his career or not? Uh, if he says he's it's behind him, then okay, we'll move forward, and hopefully we don't hear you know any more uh, stuff of him in the headlines in this nature. Uh, I think he's going to come out here and, and get a goal tonight. Uh, it's a, one of the plays that I like here, but I think the Hawks, like I said, they're rolling right now, uh, and everyone's really buying into Coach Jeremy Calden, uh in that locker room. You know, I wasn't the highest uh, you know fan of, of his hire and his extension this uh, off season. But uh, if the team is buying in, that's all that matters. And, and they're showing it on the ice. Like They're playing two-way hockey now for the first time in a long time. They're getting some solid defense. The goaltending has been great. Kevin Lincoln, excuse me, has been uh, an absolute sensation right now. Uh, he's getting the start tonight here. And this role that they've been on, it all started when they were playing against Columbus. They had that tough loss. They bounced back and get a win. They played Carolina tough. And now, like I said, you know, had those two uh, overtime wins against Dallas. So, uh, they've been keeping things up well, and you know the House of Horrors for the United Center for for Columbus right now. They've lost 11 of the last 14 meetings in that building. So, uh, you know, only laying a short price around a dollar 15, dollar 20. I'm going to go with the Hawks, and I'm going to go with Patrick Line to at least get a goal for Columbus. I like that. He's going with Chicago to win, but betting on the uh, opposing side to score a uh, player from the opposing side to score a goal. I like that. It's almost like a little, you know, hey, I can I can have both. I can have you know two for the price of one, so to speak. You know, Chicago can win the game, and and I could see Lion A scoring and getting on the board for Columbus. So uh, interesting, pretty cool approach there for uh, Alex with this game. Jimmy, what's your thoughts, Columbus, Chicago? Yeah, I guess, you know, I'm going to pass on this, but if I did put something on it, I would lean towards Chicago as well. Uh, they're definitely playing some better hockey right now. And as you said, the big thing, the two-way hockey they're playing is something we have not seen in a long time in Chicago. So something to keep an eye on as we go forward. Yeah, uh, the reason, another reason why I took Columbus here when uh, against Chicago is because we're seeing the adjustment now. People are on to the fact Chicago's playing a little bit better hockey. They've been dogs in a lot of games. Well, now they're expected to win, or at least the odds makers expect them to win. Now they're a favorite for one of the few times this year. Uh, let's see how they handle it here. There's been a little bit of an adjustment here. And, uh, you know, I still think when it's all said and done, Columbus will have more points this season than Chicago. So, uh, but we'll see if the Blackhawks can keep it going tonight. Uh, Carolina, Dallas, we've got Carolina. Minus 125 uh, road favorites, total five and a half across the board here. I could only back Carolina in this game. I haven't decided if I'm going to, uh, but I will say right now, I'll put it on, on the show as, uh, as as a play. I'll probably have some kind of bet on Carolina here. 
minus 125. The only concern is that Dallas does have Anton Hudobin back. And is he really going to be in that kind of zone tonight where, all right, I've kind of been shamed. I overslept and missed a meeting and I was disciplined for it. And I've been barred from playing the last, even being on the bench the last few games. Do I come out here and just look like Anton Hudobin quite often did during the playoffs last year, where he was just absolutely uh, outstanding uh, for the stars. And for a guy that's older, he's obviously now has a lot of rest. He hasn't played for a while. So that's probably a good thing for him uh, going into this game tonight against Carolina. But I can't shy away from the fact the stars are in horrendous form right now. Uh, they're struggling to score goals. That's really where the problems have been offensively. The well has run dry for Dallas. And I like the concept of betting Carolina off a loss. They've been very good off a loss under Rod Brindamore. They fell short to Columbus uh, in their last game. Uh, I don't like betting against the Hurricanes when they're off a loss. And right now they're in better form. So, yeah, Hudobin, could he maybe pop up in his return here and steal one for Dallas? He could. But I think that's what it's going to take for Dallas to win this game the way they're playing right now. So I like Carolina here at the short road favorite price. Uh, and uh, again, Svechnikov uh, and Ajo continue to be excellent. Vincent Trocek, who's gotten off to a great start, didn't play the last game. Let me see if I've got an update for him here tonight. It looks like uh, he has uh, got a chance to return tonight. Yes, he will be. So uh, getting Vinny Trocek back is good for Carolina given the way he's played so far this season. Alex, what's your thoughts here with the uh, Hurricanes and Stars? Yeah, just a, a lean with Carolina here. Like I said, I think that they're in better form. Like I said, coming off of a loss, they've played very well. They already got two wins against Dallas uh, so far this season. Uh, and I just think they're just a, kind of a better team overall. Dallas, you know, still having some issues. Obviously, it's the guys m missing with injuries. Uh, you know, could Oban being back in the lineup, we'll see how, how he fares, uh, you know, out for the first time since the whole debacle of him missing that practice. And, not even dressing in the last couple of games. Uh, but there's been some tough losses. Those two back-to-back -back overtime losses uh, against Chicago recently, uh, that's kind of tough. And so, you know, we wonder where the headspace is for the Stars right now. So uh, I like just to lean to Carolina. It's not, not going to make my official card, but I wouldn't be shocked to see the Canes win here once again. All right. Uh, lean to Carolina only for Alex, though, just to lean with that one. And uh, I remember early in the season, we were just singing the praises of Dallas. They'd gotten off to a surprising good start. Some of those win Columbus, though. Two against Nashville that we were all raving how good that those two performances are. But now we're seeing Nashville look like a, a dumpster fire ever since then. So it's taken a lot of the sting uh, out of this uh, Dallas Stars team. And as I mentioned, uh, you're, lo you're looking at a team that's banged up. Radulov's injured. He's out. Sagan not going to play tonight as well. Two of their better forwards. So Sagan's been out all year, but Radulov lately. Uh, has been uh, missing in action, and he's not going to play tonight for the uh, Stars either. So another uh, absence they'll have to overcome here in this game tonight. Jimmy, what's your thoughts, Carolina-Dallas? My thoughts are, guys, that Anton Hudobin is going to come out and uh, pitch a beauty, so to speak. Uh, I, I think he comes out and shuts the door. I don't know if they win, but I think he's going to keep this a low-scoring game. I think he definitely wants to prove himself. Let's not forget, too, that this is a guy that was a backup that carried a team to the Stanley Cup final. Signed a big contract. A lot of people kind of trashed that contract saying, hey, he's a one-hit wonder and, you know, he got lucky, blah, 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 blah. He reads that stuff. Don't let him tell you he doesn't. He wants to come out and prove people wrong. So I like a big game from him tonight. Give me the under in this. All right. Liking the under, five and a half here, minus 110. And Dallas has been trending under, no doubt. Uh, even Carolina, they've played uh, a few lower scoring games. Um, 
they got over the one game with Columbus, but the next game stayed under. So a low scoring game, says Jimmy, with the Canes and the Stars. San Jose, Los Angeles. We've got the Sharks minus one thirty uh, road favorites. Total uh, six uh, in this game. I mean, just gut wrenching uh, for the LA Kings the other night. They get uh, scored on in the final minute. Sharks tie that game. Evander Kane uh, in the final minute uh, to tie it up three uh, three, and then of course the Sharks get the victory four to three in a shootout. Uh, in the first meeting between these two teams. And it's just been a tough, tough, gr- <laughs> tough, tough grind lately for the uh, LA Kings. Uh, you know, they had ran into the uh, freight train that is the Vegas Golden Knights uh, over the weekend. Uh, and then they followed that up with the tough loss to San Jose. I cashed a best bet winner here on the Ice Guys show with the over uh, in that San Jose, Los Angeles game on Tuesday night. I'm coming right back to it here tonight. It's uh, Now it's been increased to six. It's not going to be my best bet on today's show. Uh, but I do think the over still in play. San Jose, you know, leaky defensively. I think they're still very weak at the back end and, and still very suspect in goal with Jones and Dubnik. No question about that. Uh, but they can score. And we've seen the LA Kings, actually, to be honest, this season uh, play better offensively than a lot of people thought. So uh, it uh, got over the total on uh, Tuesday night when these teams played. I think it'll get there again tonight. So like in this game over six here at around minus 110, uh, Alex, what's your take here? San Jose, L.A. I'm going to go right back to the well that I was at for the last game, the first period over. Uh, you got to lay a little bit more here, around $1.20, $1.25 uh, for the one and a half. But I think we're going to see these two teams kind of come out in the same pace and fashion uh, that we did a couple nights ago and get those goals early. Also, a lean with the regulation draw. Uh, it's not going to be official, but three of the last four meetings now have gone into overtime. So, uh, like I said, this could be one of those games that starts fast, slows down throughout the way uh, and may maybe go past 60 minutes, but definitely official on the first period over uh, minus uh, 125. Minus 125 over one and a half first period Sharks Kings for Alex. Jimmy, what's your take here with the uh, California rivals? Yeah, I'm, get, I'm getting on the over for sure, guys. Um, I, I think that, you know, you made a great point about that defense there in LA. I mean, in San Jose and LA has been kind of a crapshoot when it comes to that, but I think San Jose will just, sometimes will take care of it themselves. So give me the over there with the Sharks. And if you're going to look at the Kings from a prop standpoint, I'm going to, uh, sometimes there's just so many games, it's hard to fit in some, uh, a lot of time to talk props, but I'm going to try to do that more often. And in this game, you got to look at two guys. You've got to look at uh, Adrian Kempe for the Kings, who's been uh, really good offensively all year. And you got to look at Dustin Brown. I'm not kidding. Dustin Brown lately has been just a firecracker, hot as a pistol, you know, in terms of his offense and, finding the back of the net. So there's two Kings tonight. You might want to look at points or goal scoring props, Dustin Brown and Adrian Kempe. Uh, they've had pretty good starts for this uh, Kings team. Uh, next up Anaheim Vegas. Uh, we've got Vegas minus uh, two 30 home favorites, five and a half the total of all the games on the card tonight. This is the one I have the least opinion. I passed on this game entirely. I think Anaheim missed their opportunity. Okay. They raced a four, one deficit the other night, rallied back to tie it at four, Maybe Vegas fell asleep a little bit, put it on cruise control. Uh, but nevertheless, they allowed Vegas to rescue themselves with the 5-4 win. That might have been their chance to steal one against Vegas. I worry that they missed their chance, and now Vegas will play a full, complete 60-minute game against a team they're flat out better than, a, fl- a team they've completely dominated uh, you know, over the last few seasons. And Vegas would uh, probably win this game. And unlike the other night, not uh, blow a lead. Uh, in the third period. So I'd lean ever so slightly to Vegas on the puck line here, minus one and a half. Uh, 
And, uh, but Gibson might play tonight. We'll have to wait and see on that. It was Miller the other night because he was a late scratch right before the game. Uh, we'll see if he's back tonight. But nevertheless, a pass, just a slightest of leans to Golden Knights on the puck line. Uh, Alex, what's your take here? Anaheim, Vegas. Yes, Robin Leonard confirmed for Vegas in net tonight. And uh, like I said, we are still waiting to see if, if Gibson, he's you know still questionable with uh, suffered, they said, some sort of facial injury. Uh, so if it is Miller once again, and then I would probably be looking at the Vegas team total uh, over three and a half. I was able to cash that uh, in the first meeting, and that's the, the only thing I would be looking at here. Like I said, too high of a, of a, a price, uh, even to, when you knock it down in regulation here. Uh, and like I said, obviously, with the, them blowing that lead, 4-1 lead and having to go in the OT. So I don't want anything to do with the regulation or the side here. It'd just be Vegas team total, and that would only be if Miller's confirmed for Anaheim. So it's just a lean. Yeah, exactly. I think you definitely want to wait to see Gibson or Miller for the uh, Anaheim side of things. And even the puck line, I lean that way, but plus 110, I just hate, you know, that just that minimal value, barely any when you're talking about a puck line, minus one and a half, barely even money, barely a plus price. So uh, not the best. Uh, Again, hard to find value sometimes in games like this where you're dealing with such a massive favorite. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think? Uh, Ducks, Golden Knights. Yeah, guys, I'm going to pass on this as well. Uh, I would lean like like you guys towards the uh, team total over for Vegas there right now. But um, just, uh, you know, Anaheim, man, I feel for Gibson. I'll tell you that. Somebody's going to rescue him from that team sooner or later because his prime years are just being wasted there. It's too bad. I mean, he's, he's given us some action because we like to bet the under because of him sometimes in Anaheim games. But, you know, it's too bad he's stuck there. Yeah, it's too bad because the team's just so – putrid and depth shy offensively uh it is tough yeah. i mean it is tough to find this uh, goal now they did find them the other night actually but again vegas might have just uh gotten a little bit conservative got a little got bit you know, deep. yeah exactly 4-1 got too comfortable uh so yeah john gibson's been excellent uh but unfortunately he needs some uh run support so to speak using the baseball term <laughs> and uh he uh, didn't get it the other night and the one night they did get some goals they didn't have John Gibson in that. It was Ryan Miller. So uh, that's the way That's the way it's basically gone for Anaheim this season. That tells you all you need to know about their struggles against Vegas as well. All right, we've reached the 10th and the final game on this Thursday card. Calgary-Vancouver. We've got the uh, Flames minus 135 to minus 140. Road favorites. Total six uh, shaded to the over in this game. Uh, obviously, we know it has been a rough, rough run for the Vancouver Canucks uh, following a five-game road trip through Montreal and Toronto where they lose uh, all uh, five games. Uh, just a really, really rough go uh, for this Vancouver Canucks team. Uh, three game, three losses to Toronto, two losses to Montreal. We know the defense has been awful. We know that. And, and the goaltending from Demko and Holtby has not been good enough to bail them out. Uh, there's no question. In current form, there, it's hard to say to yourself, I can step up to the betting window or to my sportsbook account uh, and place a bet on Vancouver right now. It's difficult. However, there's some things I want to look at. And scratch. this is another scratch beneath the surface game for me. Calgary's not been great on the road. They're just 2-4 and four this season. You look at a lot of their wins. They've been, you know, mediocre, not the greatest. You look at, you know, their, their defense has been good at times. They have gotten bounce-back performances this season from Goudreau and Monaghan. That's been nice to see Kachuk's uh, up there too in terms of Elias Lindholm's been really good uh, as well for Calgary this year. Um, but their road play has been kind of uh, lackluster to say the least. Meanwhile, Vancouver has been better at home. And you know what's funny? Usually I always 
guaranteed I'm going to look to bet against the team returning home off a long road trip. But you think about the road trip, especially when you're in the North Division, Montreal to Toronto. You know, it's not that big. You stayed in Toronto for uh, several days because you played them three times in a row. And you've had a couple days from that final game in Toronto on Monday to this game. So this is not that, wow, you're jet lagged. Wow, you're really fatigued playing this first home game off that long road trip. And I'll say this about the Canucks. They did lose all three in Toronto. Ugly in the first two. They deserved a better fate in the last game. They lost 3-1, to one, but they outshot the Leafs 32-19. They had the edge in the expected goal margin uh, in that hockey game. They had the edge in high danger chances, significant edge in that game against Toronto. Unfortunately, they couldn't find the back of the net, but that was as good a defensive game uh, as they've played in a very long time. Travis Green said it. We didn't get the result, but we liked the process of the way we played in that 3-1 loss to the Leafs to end that road trip. This is Vancouver's spot, in my opinion. And you would have said to me before the season, like if this game is played on opening night, Calgary is nowhere close to a minus 140 to a minus 150 road favorite in this game. No way, no how. We have seen a significant adjustment by the betting markets reacting to Vancouver's struggles. And the fact everybody's thinking Calgary is a pretty good team uh, this season, which they might still be. But to me, they're still up and down too much for my liking, the Flames, uh, as of right now. I don't know if Vancouver's going to win this game because of their struggles and their defensive issues of late, but I'm telling you right now, win or lose with Vancouver, I know for a fact I'm getting the best of it from a money line value standpoint uh, in this game because I think I'm going to get a great effort from Vancouver, and I know I'm getting value on that that team right now because of all the struggles they've had. Uh, give me Vancouver here. I'm going against this flow with Vancouver at plus 120, plus 125 in this game. I think they, they they definitely took strides forward in their overall team game, especially at the defensive end against Toronto to end the road trip. It didn't result in a win. They didn't get the result there. I think they might get the result they want here. Alex, what do you think? Calgary, Vancouver. I'm going to stay away from this side uh, in total. Like you said, this could be a, a spot where Vancouver finally gets things rolling and, and, and bounce back and get a win here, but also – uh, you know, Calgary's been playing some decent hockey as well and getting a lot of offense going. And they're one of those teams where if their offense is rolling all cylinders, they could absolutely bury this Vancouver defense uh, if they aren't focused. So it, this is probably a good game to watch live and, and look for some in-game spots. But one thing I do like is Matthew Kachuk to score a goal at plus 250. Looking at his numbers, uh, the only team he scored more goals against in his short career has been against the Vegas Golden Knights with eight. He scored seven goals and has 12 assists in 19 games against Vancouver in his career. So uh, plus 250 is a solid price. I'll go with him to get a golden night. All right, looking at Matthew Kachuk to score a goal. Jimmy, what's your thoughts with the Flames and the Canucks? Well, before I give you that, I just want to tell you guys, just saw it coming across the wire here, uh, that Devin Dubnik now on the COVID protocol list. So Martin Jones will start in that game for San Jose. And they'll also, I'm not sure who they're going to call uh, call up, but just a little news there. Um, hey, you got to wonder if that game's going to get played because you always wonder. If, you know, that's, a, that's, that's a great point, Ian. Yeah. yeah. You know, and yeah, it's it's getting to be a mess. Well, it already is. But anyhow, with this game, guys, uh, I'm liking overtime in this. I, I think Vancouver comes out and gives a great effort. I don't know if they can pull it out, but I think they, they come to play and they've they got a lot of pride on the line right now. And, um, you know, this is a big gut check game for them. So, um, I, I see them taking the Flames to overtime. Uh, give me the draw. All right, liking the draw here, uh, Jimmy Murphy, with this one. And again, that you will get a very good price on that, looking at around plus 355 
uh, in some places with the draw with the uh, Calgary Flames and the Vancouver Canucks. All right, that is going. That is the breakdown of the Thursday NHL card. We've gotten through every game here on this edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. And speaking of our friends at the Hockey Podcast Network, make sure you check out their website, thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. All of great podcasts on that website from a hockey standpoint, team podcasts, our own Ice Guys show. You can find it there at the website. And also be sure to sign up at DraftKings Sportsbook. Use the promo code THPN uh, and make sure you do that and you'll be able to bet, say, the Nuggets Lakers Sunday in the NBA. Uh, Bet the over, get a boost uh, in terms of your bet. Uh, It is all available for you. Again, take advantage of the offers and the special discounts you'll get. Sign up for a DraftKings Sportsbook account and use the promo code THPN. All right, it is time for Best Bets to wrap up this Thursday uh, edition of the show. We've got lots to choose from, boys. Alex, where are you going with your best bet tonight? I'm going to go with the Penguins and Islanders first period over uh, one and a half minus a dollar ten. Like I said, both these teams are trending upward in that direction. Uh, and like I said, I just think this is going to be one of those games, especially like you mentioned. Penguins, the new management uh, in office with Brian Burke and Ron Hextall. They're watching. They're going to be pa- taking notes and paying attention. Uh, I think Pittsburgh's going to want to come out hot here. So I like that first period over is my best bet. All right. Pittsburgh, New York Islanders over uh, one and a half in the first period for Alex B. Smith, which is right around minus 110 right now. Uh, Jimmy Murphy, your best bet. I'm going to go with that under in the uh, Canadians Oilers guys under six and a half. Give me that as my best. All right. Montreal Edmonton under six and a half for uh, Jimmy Murphy with his best bet on today's show uh, between the uh, Oilers and Habs. Uh, that is minus 115. Uh, my best bet for today's show. Uh, I am going to roll with the um, I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Lightning and their team total over three and a half plus 115 against Florida. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's the way. That's the term we all like to use here on the show occasionally. They've scored at least four uh, in uh, six of their last uh, seven games, uh, as well as uh, five five of their last six overall. Six of their last seven meetings, I should say, they've scored four or more uh, against the Florida Panthers. Again, just get me four goals. I couldn't care. I couldn't care less if they win or lose the game. I think regardless of whether Tampa wins or loses the game, I think they will get four goals tonight against this Florida team. So Tampa Bay team total over three and a half plus 115. Uh, that'll be my best bet for the Ice Guys show for Thursday, February 11th. That'll wrap it up. Thank you to everyone for tuning in. We appreciate it and listening. Make sure if you can't watch us live on YouTube, you can download and listen to our uh, show in audio podcast form on all major podcast providers. Uh, so be sure to check that out. Thanks to everyone for uh, supporting the Ice Guys. For Alex B. Smith and Jimmy Murphy, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Thursday night. Enjoy the games and good luck in NHL action. We'll see you again tomorrow on Friday for another edition of The Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.